Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out yet another Woke and Baked. And today, we are getting a smidgen political to support our friend Dave and the fine folks at 5150. Now, what is 5150? They are a vape shop in lovely Soldotna, Alaska. And they're owned by my friend Dave. And that was just stuff falling off my bookshelf. No worries. Everyone is safe. Everyone is alive. Except for someone who just died. That person is no longer alive. But going back to SB 45, which was introduced by State Senator Gary Stevens of Kasilov slash Kodiak slash a whole bunch of other really small places that take the title District 3. Now, suspiciously, there is not a whole lot being written about SB 45 one way or the other, so I felt it was imperative to bring it up and to include links to the bill. So, what is in that bill that you think, or that I think, is worth mentioning to you because it's important? Well, I'm just going to uh, read to you the a bill for an act entitled an act raising the minimum mage to purchase sell exchange or possess tobacco a product containing nicotine or an electronic smoking product like a vape relating to transporting tobacco a product containing nicotine or an electronic smoking product relating to the taxation of electronic smoking products and providing for an effective date. Now, they're pretty clear in that raising the age, uh, raising the minimum age to purpose, uh, to purchase, and that would be going up from 19 to 21. Now, in the last year, the concept of allowing 16-year-olds to be, you know, voting uh, folks, participants in the voting in the United States, that idea has been floated by the Speaker of the House. So it's a distinct possibility. However, we also have state elected officials who want to take away what it means to be an adult even more. At 19, you should be just about allowed to do whatever you want. You can join the military where they can give you a gun and send you overseas to go to war. However, you won't be able to pack, uh, pick up a pack of Newports because you're not 21 yet. But then you're talking about the taxation, and what is that taxation rate that they're going to be raising it to? 75%. Now, I had the opportunity to speak to my friend Dave over at 5150, and he explained to me that a $15 bottle of juice, because you hear my good friend Jake talk about a $15 bottle of, ju uh, $15 bottle of juice on this podcast, I asked him what would that be raised to, and he said over $22. That's without doing any of the math, just off the top of his dome. That would take your $15, bo uh, $15 bottle of juice up to over $22. It's a vice tax. It's a sin tax, but it's not a sin. So I don't get it. I'm confused. 
I don't know what to do with my hands, Ricky Bobby. It feels like it's a it's a sort of feel-good bill that you would present to your folks, to your uh, fellow elected officials, if you were trying to seek a higher elected office further down the road, like a, like a governor or a lieutenant governor. And maybe that's what Gary Stevens wants. Maybe Gary Stevens wants to be the governor or he wants to be the lieutenant governor. So he wants to try and push through feel-good legislation that does nothing but tax grown-ups for being grown-ups. By the way, I would like to add before I depart for the duration of the podcast and wait to tell you about our awesome supporters like Iron Asylum and Red Run Cannabis Company, I would like to say that most of the time the reason that politicians get behind this legislation or they say that they're behind this legislation is because they lost a parent uh, to a smoking-related illness. I would like to point out that their parent likely became a heavy smoker as a coping mechanism to deal with said young politician as a child. All right, without any further ado, ladies and gents, it is I and Libertarian Jake. Thanks for checking out Woken Baked. It is currently 5.51 in the morning now, Alaska time. We are waiting on Jake to tap in. And we are going to be talking about um, new legislation that is uh, being introduced into the state of Alaska. Now, this information or this legislation Ah, Jake, thank you very much for tapping in. And I see you got a pillow um, designed pillowcases. Yeah, yeah. No, this is I um it, actually there was one time I went to um a a local super center and I purchased 40 pillows. Um they were like the cheap, like two dollar pillows. So it's not like I wasn't like balling. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't like I don't know anyone that goes out in like eighty dollar pillows. But I, I would like to clarify: none of them was from the my pillow guy. That's um, good. It's good. Yeah. Although I I have had a my pillow. I don't I don't get it. Like it, it's put little chunks of like put a bunch of marshmallows inside your pillow. You get the same effect, which is why I got forty bags of marshmallows. No, uh, <laughs> no. So um, I'm finally down to just a few pillows. But um, my children and I did this experiment where we basically lived in a pillow fort uh, inside the house for a while. And, How was that? Uh, that's that either makes me the greatest dad in the world or the like most Laziest? irresponsible. Yeah, <laughs> like the most childlike yeah. adult. Yo, it's not irresponsible. Like, you didn't, like, teach them to, you know, start smoking. I mean, or, you know, you don't want them to start fire, so maybe vaping. You should have been vaping in there inside of the the pillow fort with your children. Uh, There's so many – man, 
I don't know. You you made an indoor pillow fort with your kids. How is there any reason to doubt your parenting with that? That's just a fun thing to do. Well, it it, it was a house we broke into. If they really loved their house, <laughs> they would have been there to prevent it. Exactly. And yeah, that's what I told them while they were duct tape in the corner. They should have stopped talking when you when you told them to stop talking. You you either a you know, you're either gonna fight or you're not gonna fight. And and if you're not gonna fight, just get the duct tape up front. Here's the deal: a guy shows up at your house with two little kids, forty pillows, a roll of duct tape, and says, "We're gonna make a fort." Just say, "Yeah, yeah, we're totally gonna make a fort." And, and that's like that's the proper sense. answer. You enjoy the s'mores, you enjoy the pillow fort, and you enjoy the invaders. And we meet new people. Or you, you defend know? your home from the invaders yeah. with pillows. Oh, my gosh. Like, dude, even better if you, like, if you fight them off with pillows. If it becomes like a random pillow fight. I thought that was actually how the great pillow fight war of 1972 occurred. Now, if I'm not mistaken, the um, the government of the state of Oregon was overtaken by a pillow-swinging mob in the 1970s. So, like, all the shit that we're seeing in Oregon and, and, and Seattle, that's just part of this trend of revolution that is bred in their water. Bless their hearts. That makes them American. We, um, pillow fights. I hope pillow fight protests go viral. Um, like, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're gonna storm the Capitol, storm the Capitol with pillows. Just, just. But don't be that guy that like you know gets all the stuffing down on one side and or like, throws a can of soup in there. Don't do. Don't yeah. do that guy. If you're not that guy, party. as long as that guy is out of the protest, like. What are they going to They're going to put up their riot shields against people swinging pillows? Like, I if, hope so. And like, if I want to see pepper spray. I, I want to see. If they start shooting rubber bullets at people with pillows, not like <laughs> pillows full of like stuff that could really hurt people, but just a bunch of like. Just like, yeah, like the $2.95 Walmart pillow. Yeah, yeah. the polyfill pillow. Yeah, but I know I want to see like here. I want to see a thousand protesters against like a Spartan army of of riot police with only like shields and like like here. Here's where here. Okay, this is what it is. Can you put together enough people with pillows under the rule you can only hit with your pillow versus two hundred cops with riot shields, like. And this, and in like an enclosed, like like I'm saying, we're we're doing the the we're doing the 200 army of Spartan thing here. How many people with pillows is it going to take to beat him? Man, if you replace the Persians, and it was it was 300 with the Spartans apparently, according oh. to the Alan, I believe it was an Alan Moore comic book. But nonetheless, that, that doesn't matter. Oh. Back to this this original story, um, man. I think that you could you replace the Persians with people swinging pillows. Say, 
Well, I'm saying you replace the Persians with a bunch of like scantily clad women at like or girls at a sleepover <laughs> doing this sexy pillow fight. Ah. <laughs> uh. Anyway, go on with yeah, your which point. Is by, which is, by the way, how I imagine like every sorority get together. Man, don't get me started in sororities and fraternities. It gets into some dark shit, especially now with the upcoming inauguration. We need to talk about what we need to talk about, what brought us together at before 6 o'clock in the morning to have a conversation. I've got my coffee. I've, you know. I still I, want your answer on the Persians, though. How okay, many, like, yeah, yeah. okay, so how many, if you, if you replace the weapons of the Persians, now, or, or how many sorority girls with pillows in a pillow fight would it take to defeat the Spartans, a trained army of, of what we can only imagine are badass super soldiers? Now, do the badass super soldiers only have shields or do they have weapons? Um, I was going. I was originally going with only riot shields, but let's play out both. Like they can have their spears and their shields, and then there's a scenario where they only have their shields. Okay, if they have their spears and their shields, probably there's 300 Spartans, and I would say at least if you got to have at least like one general, one general amongst the 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 sorority girls right like one person who can tell them where to go and what to do right they don't have to have any military training with their their or do they have military training are these trained pillow fighters that well of course like they're in their okay. lingerie so they're yeah, so like they're the obviously Amazonia, um uh wonder woman with they're the elite they're the elite so probably I would say if they have one general, I don't know, maybe 30,000. I don't know how many Persians shut. Oh, they've and they've got speared a million, a, a fucking million. Cause they're just going to get the, like, they're just going to wait until they show up and they're just going to have that spear that like that. I don't know how long that spear was. I wish we had Siri here at, at this hour of the morning. Siri, where are you? I know. You could just, you could just stab. If they've got a pillow and you've got a spear, you can just stick the spear out. You just get the fuck away from me. Stay, get the fuck out. And, and they're, they're get stuck in the. They're sorority girls, so they're going to get stabbed. They're like, oh, that really hurts. I'm going to go back. I'm going to stop. Oh, that's my intestine. It's still attached to that spear he's pulling out of me. See, no, that's got everything about that sucks. You're going to need at least a million, and you're going to need to hope that the Spartans get really tired. Um, I think I think it'll take 12 because I think they'll go up, and they'll start nagging them and just be like, and, you know, and just wear them down mentally. It'll be it'll become a complete mental game, and they'll just crawl to the floor, crying, laying down their spear and their shield. Apologizing. And the girls will just be hitting them. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> be like, I'll never do it again. I don't even know what I did. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I love the rebellion. Um, <laughs> sorry, we didn't just accept your leadership. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm doing this for you. We know it's good for us, <laughs> um, but yeah, you like it's it's twelve. Yeah, it's twelve or like a million. Um, you you take the spears out of the equation. Who knows? But there's like a certain point where like you just would have to get fatigued. I don't. Oh my gosh, why is this not a sport? Why is there not competitive pillow fighting? 
Because, because here's the thing, man. When someone cheats in that sport, it's like when <laughs> someone puts in, and we've talked about it a little bit, putting on like a plaster of Paris on uh, on, on yeah. your gloves, right? Um, well, that's how you wrap them. Yeah, like these these little things that people are going to do to cheat in that sport are really going to fuck people up, like putting a can of soup in your pillow. Um, <laughs> just when your pillow is just a just like a tube sock with a bar of soap in it. <laughs> it's a it's a bar of soap, three rolls of quarters, a can of soup, and an actual brick, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. And they bring a gun. <laughs> Oh, but, but anyway, so we were here for a reason. We <laughs> I were. I keep derailing you. And, it's, well, this is. It's insomniac this, theater. This is fine derailment, sir. We're only seven minutes in, and we're getting to say good morning. We're we're good. We're totally good. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, you know, this is going to be an interesting day, to say the least. Um, yeah. So. You, you, you have heartbreaking news. I do have heartbreaking news, especially if if you are like my, people like myself and people like yourself, Jake. I think I can speak for you on this subject. I hate added levels of bureaucracy. I hate them. I did am you not, file a report? I I would, Declaring but I know that lots of people hate bureaucracy, and no one gives a shit because. Given the opportunity, we will always vote for people who ask for more bureaucracy. We've got a problem. We need to hire people to fix this problem rather than figuring out how to fix this problem. And now we have to create rules and laws to hire this person uh, who is then going to create rules and laws to hire the people that work for them, who are then going to create rules and laws for us to file uh, to follow. The flip side of that is these people, generally speaking, don't follow their own rules to begin with, and yet they expect us to. <sighs> that being said, yes, I was messaged yesterday by a very good friend of the podcast. Mr. Dave Parrott. Dave Parrott messaged me, and he messages me with crazy shit all the time. Crazy, like, I don't have answers for that. Weird shit that has, like, a, a, um, uh, an internet link that, like, goes to a crazy website about a weird conspiracy theory that even I don't have time to worry about. So when I say, you know, like, he he messages me, and it sounds important. I'm like, Dave, you got to send me a link. You got to send me a link. You got to send me something. He said, Bill, this is what they're trying to do. Someone just introduced this legislation, and I'm scurred. His words, scurred, Bill. I'm scurred. Probably not his words. I think I'm paraphrasing. Anyway, he hits me up, and he says, they're going to tax The exact quote us. that I'm paraphrasing. What's up? Oh, I said an exact quote that you're paraphrasing. Exact quote I'm paraphrasing. Uh, he says, Bill, they're going to increase our, our taxes 75%. They're, gonna, uh, they're going to 
introduce they're introducing all this legislation that basically means 15 different types of paperwork to track every uh, single thing that gets shipped and sold and it's just creating all these extra levels of bullshit that we don't uh, need he said uh, you know they want to up the age of vaping or and all tobacco products from 19 to 21 which you know we're in favor of which is a bad idea um, you know you should never be in favor of uh, any rules any new rules that, that would attach themselves to you because they're not going to stop those rules are just going to keep going and going, they're not going to stop ruling the shit out of you once them once you let them rule you a little bit. Nonetheless, I looked into this legislation because he sent me the legislation, and I don't know where Senator Stevens is from. Is he from Anchorage? She from Anchorage? They from Anchorage? Stevens? Oh, Gary Stevens? I'm not a hundred percent sure. I believe they're from Homer. Uh, Gary Stevens, I, I actually, they're local, me, if I'm not mistaken. I was going to say, I was thinking of Kiski. Let me check real quick. Because that's definitely one worth looking into because this is, uh, I lo- it's even better if it's a local politician because then we can kind of, we can talk to them and we can open up the floor to, to the conversation. But the reality is, is you're trying to legislate grownups, right, and grown-up behavior by taxing it out of business. Um, but the only people, and, and you can kind of speak to this because you you worked at a gas station, Seeloff, uh, out of Kasiloff. Great, um, even Kodiak, Okay, he represents he represents Kodiak Island, Cordova, Homer, Anchor Point, Kasiloff, Nanilchik, Seldovia, and Tyonic. Uh, so he's he's localish. He's our guy. Um, so. Yeah. So, but also, um, shout out to Siri for just totally not being available for us there. Yeah. You moment. know what's crazy is Siri's probably awake down. right now. Yeah. Yeah. This is just his big middle finger up at us. This is this is his big middle finger to you, the listener. <laughs> he he let you down most of all, listener. Um. So anyway, um. So, yeah, local guy. Um, now, to roll back a bit, um, I had a huge fight with, and he is a dear friend. He's a dear friend, uh, my friend Peter Machicki, who is uh, the uh, one of our senators, like our Kenai soldat and a senator. Um, and I knew him when he was just like, I knew him when he was a member of the city council on Soldatna. And he was wonderful. And then he was mayor of Soldatna, and he had the cute, like, pardoning of the dog thing or whatever, uh, the dog named Freedom or whatever. Um, you were probably you were probably over, like. Yeah, you know, I don't know anything about, about Freedom the dog. Yeah, you were, you were probably overseas at, at this point. Um, <laughs> when you could have been pardoning Freedom the dog. I was putting Pete's or Texas Pete's hot sauce on food. That's what I was doing. <laughs> um, so, uh, and then eventually went on to be um, uh, a senator. And so he has a bit of a personal experience, and he's spoken about this on the air. That's why I don't mind sharing his experience. Um, so uh, one of his parents ultimately succumbed to some sort of breathing disorder, likely due to the smoking of tobacco. 
Um, so he was a huge advocate for all of this anti, um, like the can't smoke inside, must be X amount of feet away from the doors. We, um, um, it, it was it was mostly it was mostly he and John Beach. Um, they both advocated for it, and I love both of those people. They're um, I consider them good friends. But this is but good friends don't always have to agree. And I couldn't see a world in which you um, you don't allow a person to smoke in his own business. Um, like it, it's his property. Like you're Republicans. Like you, it's his property. He owns the space. It should be the customer's choice. If the customer doesn't want you to smoke in there, they don't. They can go shop somewhere else. Um, but it, there was a weird level of control on that. And this is when I knew they were going to go after vaping. People whose parents, who especially if they lost their parents to smoking-related illnesses, those should be the very last people who draw a legislation up for anti-smoking because their parents smoked to deal with them. That's deep. That goes back to don't run for public office if your lawn sucks. Anyone who continued smoking after probably 1965 knew what they were getting into, right? It's not like oh, yeah. it, it's, it's a personal choice thing at that point, right? Like you can't get mad at tobacco companies for your parents' behavior unless you're going to say that everyone who has you know created if you have a um, a cancer that's brought on by by your behavior and you know that it's brought on by by your behavior you have no business suing people who you knew did not have your best interest in mind when you started picking up the product all right now there's in certain cases um like purdue pharma who um, were the distributors of um, of all kinds of cool opioids and the anti-overdose drugs. They were sending emails amongst each other about how awesome it was that they were selling um, the, the, um, the drug as well as the anti-overdose drug. By the way, good morning. Illnesses that are related to behavior and things that you do to yourself, right? Um. That's how, that's what gets us. Well-intentioned people get us here, where we're looking at a 75% excise tax in an effort to force people out of business. Uh, and when Dude. we look at when we look at um, the connections that our some of our water walkers have, I loved when people during this past election uh, cycle pointed to all of the virtues of Mitt Romney. Because part of the reason that we're looking at things like a 75% excise tax on vaping goes back to his behavior at a company called Bain & Company in the, early uh, in the early 90s. So Bain & Company are the reason that cigarettes went down to $2.50 a pack in the early 1990s. That's why 13-year-olds could get two packs of cigarettes for five bucks. And that was so much money. did that. 
Uh, that's a great uh, nowadays. That's a fucking steal of a deal, right? Um, yeah. But what they were doing at that point, the goal was to attract new customers. Who are new customers? Poor people and kids. So Mitt Romney created that sales tactic at Bain and Company to get young kids hooked on it. Now, thirty years later, he's in front of uh, he's in front of um, President Trump. Uh, talking about the ills of vaping. Meanwhile, um, he made himself a multimillionaire. Uh, all of the money working uh, working for the tobacco companies, being uh, uh, being the, the devil's marketing advocate. And if you think that he's still not working for them in some capacity, go fuck yourself. You're blind. You're a lie. You're lying to yourself. Show me anyone there on the. Show me anyone there on the East Coast that's not working for them. I mean, Show not me anyone that, in the I, government that's not working for them. They, at this point, draw their own. I mean, they have they have their own bureau, right? Um, they they are part of their own government agency. I mean, they're lobbyists. The same thing with pharma. Like the, their lobbyists go in and out of. Um, uh, appointee jobs on a regular basis. So the margin on um, having worked in the convenience store, which is probably where the predominant amount of cigarettes are purchased, um, the margin on cigarettes is so small. You're talking maybe like 20 cents, 30 cents a pack on like a good day. That's is what you're making. Yet it is your number one seller. Like, if you lost your cigarettes, you're screwed. And it's not only the cigarettes, it's the other items people will buy since they came in to get cigarettes, but since they're there, they're going to grab all this other stuff. But your tobacco products in a convenience store probably makes you more than your gas. I don't know for sure on that. I would be, so yeah, I probably should retract that until I know for sure. But oftentimes the margin on gas is really, really tiny. Gas really is just to get people to come into the store um, and buy their cigarettes and their fountain sodas and stuff like that. But cigarettes, if you lose your cigarettes, you're screwed. Like if they do that thing where they pull them and you're not allowed to sell them, like if you sold to a minor um, and they pull them for like 30 days, it changes the whole dynamic of your store and you lose customers and you lose them for a long time. It's hard to build customers back up. But the margin on cigarettes between the wholesale price and the retailer price is super tiny. And it's funny because they're always, they're always upping the taxes. It's almost a quarterly thing. And the companies are always upping their prices. Um, and I remember years ago, it would be like it was like it was like six dollars, six dollars fifty cents for a pack of cigarettes, but only like two dollars for rolling tobacco. But then they upped the tax so hard overnight on rolling tobacco that um, it came up to be about six dollars a piece as well. Um, I think this is I think this is a direct attack at vaping. Um, and I think it's in. I personally think it's to support the tobacco. I, I agree. Like they're annoyed that vaping is so much cheaper. I think it's not just that vaping is so much cheaper. 
Um, it's that it makes it harder for them to compete when the only flavors that they want to make are uh, menthol and tobacco flavored. Um, because, and I was trying to explain this to, to somebody, it, it's easier for you as a manufacturer if you only have to manufacture two flavors, right? If you only have to com- flavor, uh, do your vapes, tobacco flavored and menthol flavored. But now if you ha- now you've got your this major tobacco company and you've got to compete with someone who's selling a great big bottle of juice of like cherry, banana, bubblegum flavored um, nicotine juice. Rock and they're selling that bottle for... $25 and that gets you through X amount of refills. Uh, and that $30 will last you a week, two weeks, three weeks, however long it is that you're, you're, um, you're vaping, but you're also, uh, you're not getting all the carcinogens in there. You're not getting all the, the stuff from the ignitions. You're, it's, we talked about this a little bit. It's harm reduction. Um, yes. one is, one is very clearly better than the other, but the other one, no pun intended, has a stranglehold on this industry and they have a stranglehold on the politicians behind it. And this, this is actually a problem I've found, um, in the American psyche is we have a tendency to really polarize things. Like there's either a right choice or a wrong choice. We don't think that like sometimes the least bad choice is the choice that we should take. Um, you know, like it doesn't have to be one way or the other. We don't have to like, someone does not have to commit to smoking. Someone does ha- doesn't have to commit to not smoking somewhere in between. There is a person who's on the really bad spectrum where they're smoking cigarettes, which we know kill people. Like it's, it's been proven since like 19, 19- 99 i think that's when they finally decided no but um so if you're yes in a perfect world you wouldn't participate in any of it but if you're gonna if you're gonna have to if something gets you further towards the not doing it side of things not hurting yourself take that like if it is the least bad option for you um but they should both be be options to you. Uh, exactly. You know, and and people should be allowed to do the things that bring their boring, monotonous lives any bits of excitement and joy. If we're still going to sell, and we have zero problem with selling a gigantic bag of fucking hot Cheetos uh, for ninety nine cents on a special, which is probably just as harmful if not more harmful uh than vaping uh especially long term you're talking about, about sugar versus um i will still go with sugar and and i'm a sugar junkie dude like i'm i'm making oh yeah no i did dude i did a huge line of sugar right before dude, like in I the form of some fucking... sour patch kids wake up and and suck down ice cream because I'm a big fat piece of shit. Um I get it. I, I love I love sugar. I'm I'm a sugar fiend. You have to give but you have to give people their choices. You have to allow people to yeah. make decisions. If you're going to talk about if you're going to talk about lowering the voting age to 16, then you need to allow for the consumption of things that can kill you at 16. 
If you are going to give people freedoms that can will allow themselves or others to get killed via their poor decision making and their uninformed decision making, then you need to allow them to have the uninformed decision making throughout their lives. As soon as like with responsibility comes or with great power comes great responsibility, whatever. Siri would get the quote right. I'll mess it up. But the one from <laughs> E-Man. No, no, no. The 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 spider guy. Spider. Oh wait, or was it Spider yeah, Dude? Spider 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 Person, I think. It's like cause yeah. Spider eyes. Yeah, Spider's going through some things. I find it really interesting, and I mean, it's clearly, I can tell, because based on how small, out of, like, how few cents, like, 30 cents or whatever it is, out of the, um, that, like, $9 pack of cigarettes that you buy um, goes to the actual store. Still, enough of them sell that it's the, it's the number one thing. But you have to figure, how much of that is going to the government? And... I don't think this is really like a syntax. I don't think it's a like, well, you know, to deter people from vaping. I think it's straight up going like, dude, a lot of people are quitting smoking and they're starting to vape because it's cheaper and it's better for you and it's an overall better product. Um, that's not an endorsement. That's my personal opinion. But, um, you know, the government gets, get when in, when times are tough, the government gets a little like itchy about like, where it can tax things and where it's losing tax revenue. And I'm sure the amount of cigarettes have dropped significantly over the past couple of years and the amount of vape products have gone up. And those people that use the, like the cute little store-bought vape units at first, like they eventually discover places like, oh, like your friend at 5150 Vapes, um, where you can you can get kind of the the more like just you can t- kind of take it to the next level, so that um, you know so you're saving money, and you don't get the you don't get the weird like all that like the juice all over your lips because it's like a poorly brought or poorly bought like uh you know like one of those like R J Reynolds and those station. guys like the bullshit yeah. from the gas yeah. station yeah. no you can get something. If you buy it at the gas station, that shit ain't good for you. The gas station boner pills, probably not the best boner pills for you. Gas station ephedra, probably not the best ephedra you can get your hands on. Gas station CBD, probably bullshit. Gas station cocaine, like I've seen it delivered in the parking lot. It's probably terrible for you as well. (laughs) By the way, like listeners, please don't. Please don't sell drugs in the gas station parking lot. That's just, just, just don't. But no, I mean, like, show up at, show up at like a luxury hotel, like <laughs> your 1983 Hyundai um, with the bullet holes in the side of it. No, but anyway, so, um, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I, I think, I think we're seeing a situation where it's, it's a tax grab. And also, it's a it's a publicly popular opinion because like kiddos are like like they're starting to vape. Vaping's cool. Like, um, uh, and it's definitely like it's it, like you said though. Don't like don't do the gas station thing. Like you want to go to a place like fifty one fifty, and you want to pick up like 
you want to take the initial investment to get something like, you know, I, I assume they probably tell you exactly what you need, um, whether you want to go like, but yeah. And, and like, yeah, experiment with it. Like, you know, um, just don't like, I, I, I think gas station vapes have turned so many people off, um, from vaping just because they're just an inferior product. And they, and the great thing is, is they can continue to sell you an inferior product. If one in eight that you buy is, is a broken piece of crap, there's no like recourse, you know, like maybe you can bring it back to the gas station and say, Hey, this is broken or leaking. And they're just going to replace it with another one that might be broken or leaking. Uh, meanwhile, if you have something broken or leaking, you can go to Dave at 5150 or in, and he or Wade or any of their crews going to take care of you. Um, you actually can get customer service at these places. If you go to uh, whatever the joints are that they've got in, in Anchorage. Um, but the, the, the thing that it gets, um, it gets really scary because we you mentioned the kids, and this is something that kids do. Okay, we have acknowledged that kids are stupid, but we and and we say that as having been kids. I can say that because I was dumb, I'm still dumb as shit. I was a dumb kid, I'm a dumb adult. Yeah. Um but, but I think what you're doing is the year is <laughs> age is just a number when it comes to Bill being stupid. Um <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to kids, we're talking about kids who are eventually going to be adults and they are going to resent you for limiting their options. The second they realize we used to have more choice, we used to have more and you did it to because you said you were protecting us. You, you, all you did was take away choices and you did it under the guise of public safety, but you, all you're doing is you're taking away choice. That's, and you are limiting it for the benefit of this group that already charges themselves. Uh, and man, I mean, they're manufacturing their own product. They're filling their own product. They're distributing them. They're, they've got the means of distribution and they are trying to take the means of distribution uh, through smaller companies, through smaller organizations, through taxation. And you know who's going to pay yeah. for that? You, the fucking consumer. It's not about it's not about protecting you it's about limiting your choice and charging you more because it costs them to produce 50 or 100 different flavors it costs them to do the job that these thousands of other companies are doing and then consolidate into just three flavors produced across these three companies yeah yeah mom and pop is dead after this like you know the individual, the private business owner. I I don't I don't see it. I don't see it working out. Um, I mean, maybe it will. Maybe it will because you do have a certain amount of loyalty, and the people that are into it are into it. But when you when you hike up the price on that extensive of a level, people that currently smoke are not going to switch over because one of the greatest. One of the greatest uh, parts of switching from smoking to vaping is um, the like the economic favor, like the fact that like I'm saving money, like that's a great motivator. 
it's like, oh my gosh, I'm spending like a hundred dollars like a week on cigarettes. And it's only going to be like $15 for vape juice. So that's a huge economic motivator. Now you take that out of the equation. You don't, I don't think you get as many smokers switching over to vape. Um, you'll get, you'll still get some that care about their health, but I don't think you'll see, you'll see the ones that are doing it for the financial reasons. So, I mean, it's a, it's a regressive tax. Now, let's get heavy here, and you couple that with uh, with inflation. How long before these $10 sticks of vape juice are, are costing $20? I give you about a year and a half. Because if you only have three to five manufacturers... They can essentially charge whatever they want, and they've created their own. They've created their own uh, tax, right? You're not. You're not. You're not making a Republican capitalism argument against the Republicans, are you? When you taxed industries into non-existence, right? But on the flip side, like other costs of everything else are going up, right? Um, mm-hmm. big pharmaceuticals is, uh, is a, is a real thing, right? Crushing of the, the small pharmaceutical, the, um, the, the holistic doctors, right? We want those guys out of the yeah. way. We, we want it. We Instagram and Facebook want to make it harder for you to find out about the benefits of like Irish sea moss than, you know, um, but they have no problem with selling you a fucking, a thyroid pill on the side of your Facebook page, right? They have zero problem with selling you that, but um, it, it's harder for um, natural medicines to become popularly discussed. And so you have to, it's almost like looking for like the musical underground. Like the first time you heard this, now you had to hear like what else comes from that? Like what else sounds like that? Um, but now it's like, okay, well, well, like I said, like Irish sea moss works for this. What else works for, you know, like mucus or, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you're looking to work on. You can find 16 different pharmaceuticals before you can find, well, take more vitamin D and do something else. You know, like it, and then we sell that. We sell the, the, um, the boner pills and the heart medication and, and the, the other medications on every on every break between the news commentary where you know again we talked about it before it just exists to get people angry in 12 minute spurts and then sell you the heart medication to calm you down after they just got done selling you some shit to get angry about i um what uh what always got me was um when i get the heart medication and the boner medication mixed up Take the wrong one at the wrong time. I mean, I didn't die, but she's never coming back. <sighs> anyway, though, the um, sorry, I just wanted to take something like super deep that you said, and then just <laughs> no, hey, no, it's, sometimes it, sometimes it, it needs it. Um, 
No. No, dude. No, it's... Uh, sorry. Go ahead. I just... I don't know. I think that we both made our point here and that, like, this extra step and this extra bureaucracy and these extra laws, they're not there for anyone's safety. Like, and the more I think about it, none of them really ever were. It was about protection, right? Like, if... Like, it hurts the tobacco industry if they pay $3 billion in fines, right? But they get to continue to make $20 billion a year, whatever it was that they were making. Like, it hurts them. And they... But they get... They, to, there's a situation... Yeah. But the best part about it, though, is after they pay that $3 billion, that's a deterrent for any sort of competition against them. So not only do they only have to pay the small percentage of a fine of their overall income, but they get to lock out any competition and have the monopoly. I'm not a lawyer. In fact, I think Surprising. you and I have said before, I'm pretty stupid. But what happens... If, when, cannabis becomes legal throughout the United States, like anywhere in the States, you can go into Mississippi and you can go into, ooh, you know, your gas station and you can get your $10 weed stick. Um, <laughs> because that's that. I'm a, that's why I'm afraid of the cannabis industry in 20 years. Oh, my gosh, yeah. In 20 years, what does it look like? Because... Um, the, the, the pioneers, like those, the mom and pop cultivators in California that were feeding the dispensaries 15 years ago, how many of those are still, are still rocking and rolling? Well, how many like 70 year olds have been doing it for the past like 60 years, you know? Um, well, in Alaska, you're still able to, um, you know, like get into it. Like I know dudes. Yeah. Um, who, you know, like who've been growing for 30 plus years, uh, who are, you know, like in the legal market now, right? Like this yeah. is, this is how they do, like th they've transitioned this into like their career. Um, now in the lower 48, you know, I think when the, what happens when this becomes a national thing is we, we don't have enough information from the states about what will happen if this becomes a legal nationally. We're going to need oversight, and we're going to – and who better to provide oversight than the alcohol and the tobacco industry because they've been providing their own oversight for the last 60 years. And then they – then that's how we end up with – mom and pop farms going away that's um you know that's that you oh, have yeah. like you and any dude and bill gates is the largest owner of farmland in the united states think think about that think about what and i hate using these terms like means of production but if you are bill gates and and I hate to bring up the what the conspiracy theories uh, theorists bring up, but I love to bring up what the conspiracy theorists bring up. Um, and that is, if you are the guy that is in charge of pop, if your your goal is population control, because that's kind of what the conspiracy theorists say is that he is 
Um, if you look at his his family background and his background with Planned Parenthood and um, and population control, you can look at lawsuits against uh, his uh, the, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation for uh, for vaccine uh, for like shitty vaccines. There's all stuff you can look into. I'm not I, I Siri's not here, so I can't make shit up. Um, but it's all stuff that you can look into yourself and see that um, there's. There's a lot of information there, and that information says that, yeah, he's like he's fucking synthetic at this point. We're going we'll get to your movie and and synthetic people in a minute, because um, I still got to go over Syrianized movies. But this goes back to uh, we get sidetracked, dude. Um, what were we talking about? Um, oh, Bill Gates and the oh, Bill, and yeah, the, going back to going back to to Bill Gates, um, population control and and population control, yeah, dude. So if he controls the majority of the farmland, right? Uh, you have to start really considering what are the goals. Yeah, that's actually a great question. I um because and we've brought this up a few times. I've always wondered, like when people get to a certain level of rich, where they can basically do whatever they want and live like a stress-free, relaxed life. But instead they don't choose that because what they really want is to get more and more and more and more. Um, I always wonder why that happens. Like what is what is the motivating factor? Like once you've once you've reached a point in your life where you have more money than you could ever spend, and your children could ever spend, and your children's children could ever spend, like why why keep going? All right, folks, thanks for checking out Woken Bake. Thank you, Libertarian Jake, for stopping in and giving your thoughts on on the matter. It's a pretty important subject. It's a pretty important topic, especially if you care about your personal freedoms, if you care about the infringement of your personal freedoms, if you want to talk about your rights and how they're being infringed by big government, then this is the sort of thing that we need to talk about. So thank you, uh, Representative Gary Stevens. So even if I think that this policy in particular is garbage, Thanks for forcing us to discuss it. All right. Want to give a solid shout-out. Man, I'm all over the place. Solid shout-out to my most serious supporters, Brandon Miller and Iron Asylum, located at 35165 KB Drive behind Save More. They are open 24 hours a day. I was there today, and I had young Oliver Hickson strapped to my chest. We took the long walk to nowhere, and we kind of just hung out, my son and I. Then I did some stretches, some uh, some squats, all with the young boy attached to my chest. It was awesome. Had a great bonding experience. If you would like to have a bonding experience with new, your newborn to include a long walk to nowhere or you take the Stairmaster and you take the long-ass Stairmaster to nowhere, Iron Asylum is looking to... Uh, lo- yeah, yeah, yeah. They are located at 35165 KB Drive. Said that before. I'm sure I've also said that they're open 24 hours a day, but what I'm certain that I have not said is that the number is 953-4720. That number again, 907-953-4720. Now, going on until the end of January, it is their Fuck 2020 special. 
all right? That is a full year of membership at the greatest gym in the universe. You can look that up. If, if I'm sure if you go to Yelp and you just search in, you know, best gyms in the universe, number one will be Iron Asylum in Soldotna, Alaska. If it's not, then Yelp is wrong and they're lying to you. The number again, 907-953-4720. You can also find them on Instagram and Facebook for much, much more information. Next up, Red Run Cannabis Company. Their physical location is the is on the Kenai Spur Highway. They're the growers of fine cannabis. They're also the brewmeisters of Hashade, as well as Strawberry Hashade and Blueberry Hashade. They also make can of caps, honey sticks, and the always popular peanut butter. They carry Bob's Morning Bear flour, as well as, well, flour from your favorite cultivators and your favorite concentrate extractors. All right. And because Red Run has their own manufacturing facility, nobody can beat their prices. But wait, the physical location also carries edibles from Lady Grey as well as Creative Confections. They stock Alaskan-made Frontier CBD, amongst many, many other things. Now, every day is also a special Right. What I mean by a special is on Wednesday, it's pre-roll Wednesday. On Tuesday, it's Terpy Tuesday. On Thursday, it's Threads Thursday. You come in, you rock your Red Run gear, and you get yourself a super-duper sweet-ass discount. Now, they also offer discounts for veterans as well as a rewards program. So if you are interested, be sure to check out their website, redruncannabiscompany.com or Weed Maps for their current menu. Now, if you are interested in trying one of their super duper badass products, like say, I don't know, Hash Aid or their peanut butter, you can always speak to your fine, fine, and I mean fine. Clearly, they've been going to the gym, they've been eating right, they've been squatting, they've been doing all the things they're supposed to do to get their body right for the summer. That's right, your local cannabis dispensary. Check them out. See if they've got Hash Aid. If they don't, then clearly you do not have a fine-ass dispensary. You got one of those middle-of-the-road dispensaries. You should go someplace else, all right? Find a place that does carry Hashade and stick with them. But if you're on the Kenai uh, Peninsula, specifically in the Homer Soldat, or Kenai, Homer, Soldatna, Nikiski, hell, even, even Seward, you might as well stop by the Nike Town with better ethics of cannabis products made by Red Run Cannabis Company. That's right, the actual Red Run Dispensary. All right. Also, uh, January 30th, Alaska's Baddest Blue, Alaska's premier submission-only grappling tournament is having their inaugural event. Think about that one for a second. January 30th at the All-American Training Center. Be sure to check out 10PSoul.net.com for more information. Get your sweet ass registered and go ahead and break somebody's arm in some good old-fashioned American murder yoga. Brought to you by 10th Planet Soldatna at the All-American Training Center. And now, ladies and gents, and others, of course others, you don't want to forget the others, everybody, everybody, join in now, together, for your cannabis warning. As per 3AAC 306.360 Alaska Marijuana Control Board Cannabis Use Warning A. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. B. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. 
C. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. D. For use by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. And E. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding.